This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling me to the heavenly. Be seated in heavenly places, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. To be walking in His favor and graces, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. Good morning. Good morning, Tallahassee. Okay, it's uh, Monday morning, 1130. It's kind of cool. It feels really good. And uh, you're listening to 94.1 Wave 94, Escape to Heaven. Uh, The ministry is Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia. And today, as I was speaking to the Lord, He uh, let me know that when we're saying, as we live on earth, that we want to escape to heaven, it really means that we want to escape to a place of safety, uh, where we can rest, where we can grow, where we can prosper. And the more I thought of that, I started thinking about Psalms, the 23rd chapter that was brought to my mind, which is where uh, David was running for his life and he wanted to escape. And um, he came up with, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, that That's what we need to say as well. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That's where I can grow. He leads me beside the still waters. That's where I can think. He restores my soul. He heals me inside. He leads me in the paths of righteousness so that I don't sin against God, right? For his name's sake, so that I can stay in a position of being blessed and not cursed or not damned, but moving towards eternal life, okay? And living life, even as I live daily in the realm of the earth. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you, my Father, are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And what you, you say, well, how does a rod and a staff comfort a sheep? Well, the shepherd uses the rod and the staff to touch the foot and the paws of the, of the sheep so that they can walk in the pathway of safety so that they don't go outside of the flock and become a victim to the predators that is watching all this meat walk by, the foxes and the wolves and the bears. Uh, so uh, this is the purpose of the rod and the staff. It feels like discipline, but really it is the way that you and I stay alive. And you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with all my cup runs over. It means that even though there are forces that are against us moment by moment to destroy us, but the fact that God has anointed us to live and not die means that even in the middle of my enemies, there is a table for me to be prosperous and to eat and to live. And no matter what um, 
is orchestrated against me and my descendants, it cannot prosper. That's what that means. And then God anoints our head with all. That means with with the Holy Spirit, with richness, you know, uh, that there's so much that he gives us that we have enough to give to others. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So escaping means that we are trying to find a place of rest. I'm, I'm brought to mind about the Israelites, how in Hebrews they forfeited uh, their place of rest. And they did that when they were walking through the wilderness. So when we're walking through this pathway in order to get to our destiny, it has a lot of challenges. I mean, it has barrenness, it has famine, it has dryness. And in all of that, that we are encountering, our Father expects that we remember that He is omniscient, that He is the provider, that He is the creator, that He is the giver. He is the one that even gives us the power to get wealth. He actually expects us to remember that and let that be His relationship, His past history with us. Let that be the foundation of your faith in this almighty, all-knowing, all-seeing God. And when we don't do it, literally, we're not resting. We are agitated. We are filled with anxiety. But more importantly, we're filled with disbelief. We're filled with doubt. And then we cannot please the provider of the rest. The protector, we cannot please him. Oh my God, this is getting good. So yes, today is Monday. I need to escape. Mondays are always very hard. And so um, from that Psalms 23, uh, over in Zechariah, the 11th chapter. Now this is something. Uh, I was brought to a section in the 11th chapter where it talks about there are two shepherds. So let's read this. It says, um, open your doors, Lebanon. They're in the news a lot right now. Well, for the cedar has fallen. Well, there's a sound of wailing shepherds. Okay. So shepherds are crying. This is in Zechariah, the 11th chapter, because shepherds are the ones that protect the sheep. The sheep have no weapons. They have nothing to def- defend themselves. The only thing they have is the shepherd. Thus says the Lord my God, feed the flock for slaughter, whose owners slaughter them and feel no guilt. Those who sell them say, blessed be the Lord, for I am rich, and their shepherds do not pity them. Very important. If you have a shepherd, that view you as money, right? And in our world right now, our shepherds would be spiritually our pastors and physically in the natural world, it would be like your husband, your wife, your parents, your job. So we have shepherds all around us. However, eternally, we have the one shepherd 
And that's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But let's go back to Zechariah, the 11th chapter, starting at the 6th verse. For I will no longer pity the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord. But indeed, I will give everyone into his neighbor's hand, into the hand of his king. They shall attack the land. I will not deliver them. So God himself fed the flock for slaughter, in particular, the poor of the flock. I took for myself two staffs. One I call beauty, and the other I call bonds, and I fed the flock. Stop there. The Lord is showing us there are two kinds of shepherds. One is called beauty, and one is called bonds, which means slavery. That means where there's no concern for the sheep because they're viewed as a product. I dismissed the three shepherds in one month. My soul loathed them, loathed them, and my soul... They abhorred. Then I said, I will not feed you. Let what is dying die. What is perishing perish. Let those that are left eat each other flesh. Cannibalism. Are you? This is in the Bible. So in the Bible, it is explaining to us two different kinds of shepherds. One called beauty and one called bonds. And I took my staff beauty and cut it in two that I might break the covenant which I had made with all the peoples. So it was broken on that day. Thus the poor of the flock who were watching me knew that it was the word of the Lord. Then I said to them, if it is agreeable to you, give me wages, if not refrain. So they weighed out for my wages 30 pieces of silver. That, that relates to Jesus. And the Lord said to me, and all of this is happening with the prophet Zechariah, throw it to the potter, that princely price they set on me. So I took the 30 pieces, threw them into the house of the Lord for the potter. Now, Zechariah, he took his other staff called bonds, that I may break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. And the Lord said to me, next, take for yourself the implements of a foolish shepherd. For indeed, I will raise up a shepherd in the land who will not care for those who are cut off, nor seek the young, nor heal those that are broken, nor feed those that still stand, but he will eat the flesh of the fat, tear their hooves in pieces. And it ended with woe to the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock. A sword shall be against his arm and against his right eye. His arm shall completely wither and his right eye shall be totally blinded. So that is what happens to a shepherd who does not take care of the flock, who has literally been cursed by the Lord because they won't listen to the words of the Lord. So the word of God has described for us two kinds of shepherds that exist. Uh, over in, um, let's go to even Ezekiel, the 34th chapter, where this lets us understand, and this is now the prophet Ezekiel, the Lord, the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel and he says, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy. Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds, woe to the shepherds who feed themselves. They don't feed the, the flock. 
You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the flock. So the shepherd has a responsibility. And here the Lord is saying, you have not strengthened the weak. You didn't heal those that were sick. You didn't bound up the broken. You didn't bring back those that were driven away to seek them and bring them back, the lost. And then with force and cruelty, you have ruled over the flock. So guess what happened? The flock has been scattered. This is what we're looking at in the church today. Even though people are going to the physical church, they need the spiritual shepherds. They need the shepherds that care for them, that love them, and that will follow the spirit of the almighty God. And so God is saying in Ezekiel 34th chapter, starting at the sixth verse, or actually the fifth verse, it says, So the flock were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. So today's church members, or people that go to the church in many cases, are not really being fed the word of God that they need that will prevent them from being devoured by the beasts of the world. All the things that are coming at them, you know, the nudity, the sexuality, the no gender, homosexuality, the uh, loose lifestyle, you know, having sex any kind of way, uh, not being holy and righteous people. These are the beasts that comes against the sheep in today's churches or congregation. So it's up to our shepherds to feed the flock so that, and to keep them together so that they do not wander off and be devoured. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. We're still in Ezekiel, the 34th chapter, starting at the 8th verse. As I live, says the Lord God, surely... Because my flock became prey, my flock became food for every beast of the field. Because why? There was no shepherd, nor did my shepherds even search for my flock. But the shepherds fed themselves, but did not feed my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at those, she at those shepherds' hands I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more. For I will deliver my flock from their mouths that they may no longer be food for them. So, for instance, how we give to certain ministries because you're in awe of the shepherd, but you're not really listening to the Holy Spirit for the Spirit of God to lead you as to how to give. And so, therefore, you're putting all this money at their disposal, but they're not feeding you as they should, per the Word of God. So that means you're in their mouth, and you're being eaten by the shepherds. Wow. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep, and I'll seek them out. And as a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep 
and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel. So now what we're looking at, we're looking at two things. One, the Lord God brings all of his people, the Israelites, from all the various parts of the earth and now congregate them in the physical land of Israel. Two, God is looking at his church and, and just people that are lost, saints of God that have lost their pathway, that are not being fed, that are not growing in the spirit, that are not being delivered. These, God himself will seek them out and he will feed them because he cannot trust the pastors to feed them. And here on the 14th verse, he says, I will feed them in good pasture, high mountains, and they will lie down and I'll feed them in the rich pastures. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat, the strong and feed them in judgment. So therefore, God says he will judge between the sheep and sheep, between rams and goats, okay? And um, he will judge between the fat and the lean sheep. So God says he will save his flock and they will no longer be a prey. And so that is why the Lord established his servant David so that David could flee, could feed the flock, Israel. And he assigned the good shepherd. Let's go over to, brought to my mind just now, John, the 10th chapter. Let me see if that's where it talks about where Jesus says he is the good shepherd. I think that's in John, the 10th chapter. Let me see. Well, I know where it says I am the door, but here it is. Okay. Well, that's where he says in John, the 10th chapter, uh, Jesus is speaking. He says, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Okay. So he then talks about how he is the good shepherd. And I'm going to start at verse number 11, John the 10th chapter, verse 11. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, leave the sheep and flee. Then the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because why? He's a hireling. He was just a hired hand and he does not care about the sheep. When we are escaping, when we're escaping from sin and we're running to righteousness and we're trying to find churches and, and uh, you know, congregations where we can be fed the word of God so we can grow, we must know how to find the shepherd 
that loves us, cares for us, feed us. It must be a shepherd that is under the tutelage and the discipline and is a disciple of Jesus because Jesus is the good shepherd. So here on verse number number 14, Jesus reaffirms. He says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep. See, Jesus knows you. He knows what you're going through. He knows the addiction. He knows the brokenness. He knows the failures. He knows the self-defeatism. He knows your despair. He knows. He says, I knows my sheep and I'm known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which is not of this fold, but I bring them also. That means not only did he come for the Israelites, he came for the Gentiles, you and I. Amen. And they will hear my voice and then they will become, they will be one flock and with one shepherd. So therefore, my father loves me. Why? This is Jesus talking because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes no one took. Nobody truly killed Jesus. Jesus really laid his own life down purposely. And this is why he did it. Because he laid his life down to save the sheep, you and I, so that we can be reconciled back to God. Amen. No one takes my life from me. This is Jesus speaking. But I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from the Father. So how do you know that you are in the right place, that you are being fed by the right shepherd, that you are under the shepherd called beauty, not the one called bonds. How do you know? Jesus made it clear in John, the 10th chapter, looking at the 25th verse, it says, I told you and you do not believe the works that I do in my father's name. They bear witness of me, but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, the sheep, my sheep, hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Do you believe Jesus when he speaks? Do you believe him? My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. So that that's when we say we want to escape to heaven while we're here on earth, we're saying we need a place of refuge. We need to rest somewhere. So I'm telling you, escape to the pasture <laughs> of Jesus Christ. Amen. That That's where we need to be because, uh, he knows what he's doing and he knows how he's going to deal with the shepherds who did not um, take care of his sheep. And so my point to all of us today is um, I am grateful that we have the good shepherd. Amen. Um, the word of the Lord tells us to don't live as we once did live before, but instead to live as a uh, 
as people that have been redeemed. Amen. Uh, we no longer follow the ways of the Gentile. We, we walk under a covenant and, um, you know, without God, we would be dull hearted without knowledge, you know, um, but under, under the tutelage of Jesus, then here's what we're able to have. We're able to be under a covenant, a new covenant that the Lord himself has given unto those that are reconciled unto the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today, my encouragement to you and I is to escape, but escape to the pasture that the Lord himself has created for us, where we lay down and we rest. Amen. And, and we, we have a type of Goshen here. <laughs> Even in Revelations, it talks about escaping, you know, to Petra, another spot that in the future, uh, when we're in more of the end days, we're in end days now, but there's just so much more coming. And there will be a time when the Israelites will have to flee and they will flee to Petra. And that will be a place where the shepherd, the good shepherd, has made for them to rest. But for you and I today, we have a place of refuge as well. And the refuge is in the word of God. When you're dealing with the crazies of the crazies, remember God's word. Call on the word of God. I'm brought to mind right now Philippians 4 chapter where it says about be anxious like for nothing. Remember that? And I may not find it in time, but I did. Philippians, the fourth chapter, it says, Therefore, my beloved, and long for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord. Amen. And then it tells us to um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So you, you need to escape. You need to rest. You need to have peace. You need protection. You need provision. You can have it because all is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And when we're facing this impossibility that's so big that we don't know how to explain how big it is, escape immediately to the word of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, this is how you guard, you guard your mind. You control your thoughts. You think on things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. If there are any virtue, any praiseworthiness, meditate on these things. Amen. So we do have a way to escape. Today, I'm going to tell you, go to the pasture where you can rest as a sheep that is protected and provided for by the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I love you, saints of God. I love everyone that happened to stumble on this radio message. And um, as much as I love you, God loves you so much more. And I cannot wait to be with you next week. Be encouraged and live your life as one that is resting in the pasture of an almighty God. Be blessed. It is your inheritance, by the way. Bye. Anybody want to see-
see you love. 